Blog Talk Radio. Jalapeno poppers, but the store does not have them. Aww. That is not right. I know. When you want something, they should have it automatically. Well, especially when, like, they used to have it. It used to be something Safeway did. Are they just out of them today? No, no. The young man I spoke to said that he's never seen them cook them at this particular location. Of course, I have no idea how long he's worked at this particular location. Ah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they, the only thing that they have here was jalapeno... Except it's totally not the same thing because it's not cream cheese. It is cream cheese. No, it's not. Gorgonzola is not cream cheese. Did you read the whole thing? Just because it has cream cheese, it has some cream cheese, but it also has gorgonzola. Gorgonzola is... That is not... 
a jalapeno popper? No, not a jalapeno popper. I only want the cream cheese. Okay, well then, huh? Maybe the TGI Fridays, Fridays brand will be decent. That's because it's TGI Fridays. I'm going to grab some of these, too. <laughs> okay, this is the apple that I give We're out and about because my uh my sewing machine needed to be serviced and they called and said that it was time to come and pick it up. So <clears throat> we came out to pick it up and we needed diapers. Because Miss Fussy Pants is the queen of diapers. That one's not mine. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I, I see she is protesting the nickname. <laughs> yes, that one is not mine. Mine is sleeping. Ah, very good, very good. Well... How did the show go last week? Oh, I think it went pretty well. It's great. Yep, we got through all the individual ponies. We got through the multi-packs. And we got through the Halloween ponies. But we didn't do... We didn't do the other holiday ponies, so... Gosh, darn it. I was wondering if I was going to miss that. Well, I have... Ooh, I want that. The pet said no. Um, giant English Toffee Symphony Bar. Ah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I have one of the, the Halloween ponies, the Star Song, and we discussed the, the horrors of the hat that she came with. Well, I have both. And yeah, poor, poor, poor Scootaloo. Yeah, I know. That was I. I mentioned that that is the one of the few times that I don't envy Scootaloo's outfit slash accessories. But usually, Scootaloo has you know some of the better accessories. But, yeah, not that time. No. That that was so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, it, I mean, it just, it showed a lack of effort is I think what we decided that, you know, Scootaloo basically just had like the flower, you know, neck thing and Star Song had a hat. Yeah. And which yeah. Which we we see as becoming a normal thing as soon as core seven hits. You know. Yeah, it just 
you can I, I just it just the the final years of the G3 line it really felt at least with most of the ponies like I'm going to start with the piece of Sounds good. Um, with most of the ponies, it sounded like they just didn't care anymore. Right. You know, it, it their heart wasn't in it anymore. No. And it, it makes me sad because anything worth doing is worth doing well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And unfortunately, these four girls got the shaft. Now, I will say that I do like the core pose for Star Song because as far as the Pegasus ponies go, she's got bigger wings, her body is slimmer. It's more in proportion. So. Yeah. I don't necessarily mind Corpo's star song. Um more I think more Pegasi should have been in that post. But as far as the others, um I mean it just got kind of kind of dull and if they were going to just have, you know, them all be Corpo's ponies. Then instead of having like costumes that were specific to individual ponies, they just should have had costumes. Because yeah. they fit all the ponies except Star Song. Exactly. No, I'm going to say I'm fancy. Um, and if, I mean, if they had done fabric clothes like they did in the G1 line, then they could have made the costumes to fit over Star Song's wings. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that basically sums up, you know, last week's show, is uh, okay. there was a lot of that discussion. At least last week's show, they were still doing, you know, in 2008, there were still fair ponies and stuff and Comic-Con ponies. So we did have some really neat ponies to describe as well. Oh, yeah. Like, we decided that the black and blue art pony was our favorite of 2008. Yeah, that that pony is really, really pretty. Um, on, a, on a note. Uh, when I went to the 2009 fair, I actually participated in the photo hunt myself and a group of people I had just met that day. Okay. Now, this is what what we say when we say pony people are the most friendliest people on earth. I had just met these people that day. And we went running around Las Vegas trying to get all these shots. Um, One of them, we actually had to go to a dive bar. The one girl's like, okay, everyone in the the truck. (laughs) And we all just hop in her car, drive over there. 
That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And this was one of the ponies that was given away as a prize, and that's how I ended up with my art pony. Yeah, I have never even seen the art pony on eBay. I think most people who have them aren't getting rid of them. No. I think they are actual collectors. And they're going to be keeping a very tight hold on them. I know I would if I had one. Let me go ahead and hold on one second. Art pony. Because I know at one point Amazon had the art pony. Oh, for anyone who wants to know, Equestria Girls is on Blu-ray, DVD, digital. Ah, apparently, apparently the Equestria Girls movie is now on DVD, Blu-ray combo. Yes. I still am disappointed in Hasbro for that one. Yeah, well. Okay, let's see. Well, they have the gold art pony on Amazon for twenty four ninety five. They have the ocean one, which we'll talk about probably next week, and that is a 2009. That one's on sale for $49.95. And the black and blue one, I hope you're sitting down or something. I'm sitting down and buckled in. Is Hold on, let me see all the buying options. We have the top one. One of the one of the first ones is eighty nine ninety nine. Ninety nine ninety five. Ninety nine ninety seven. And the last one is hundred and sixty five dollars and ninety seven cents. That is about what I expected. Which means it will most likely not be in my collection anytime soon. No. I only spent 75 on Mimic. Because then you also have uh, the Ocean Pony. It is forty-nine $136.98, $120, $150.35, $145.22, and the upper is $158.06. See, I wasn't that impressed with the ocean pony, but we'll get to that later. Yes. Oh, oh, wait, wait. 
And here's our other co-host. Hey, guys, it's Summer Blade. Hey, Summer. <laughs> Man, I'm hearing the prices of some of those art ponies. That's... I had no idea they would end up being obsessive. Well, I think these definitely, first of all, they had a very limited run. So. Yeah, I yeah. never I never saw one in stores. No, these you had to actually order from uh, Hasbro. Uh, and see, in 2008, that wouldn't have occurred to me. Mm. Yeah, and with the art ponies was the start of the window boxes. It was a square box, but it had windows on it. Yes. So that you could see the entire pony without taking it out of the box, which started to become a staple for fair ponies because they were being marketed more towards you know, the collectors who would keep them in the box. Yep. At least I have the Junko Mizuno pony, though. She's a pretty neat-looking pony. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Calavista, I believe, is the one who helped me get her. Mm. Nice. More about her next year. (laughs) That's true. Which we're coming up on very soon. Yeah, I know. We've got a whole six ponies to do tonight. I don't know if we're going to make it. Well, in some shows we've been able to get through that many, but in others it's a struggle to get past one. Yes. Oh, man, you guys did the seven pack. Yep. Yeah, we did. Oh. I really have something to say about that pack, too. Well, Yeah. We don't mind. It was a good multi-pack. I was working, actually, at um, Carson's. Yeah. 2008. No, it was a long, long while ago. Long before uh, these ponies had came out. Sorry, I want to pull up another um, website really quick. Back in 1999, Waterford Crystal had come out with this special edition of hosting flutes. And the reason why I'm taking and going back into that, I'm 
trying to pull them up. Ooh, I'm dizzy. Don't get dizzy. Okay. I was hoping I can pull them all up at one time. Uh, Let's do the pizza first. It looks like I'm not going to be able to. Um, Waterford's Crystal had done for the Millennium 12, 12 glasses, 12 flutes. And each of them had a different stone, one would say prosperity, peace, and stuff like that. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of the ponies have the same name as some associates. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's not that uncommon of a thing, though. Okay. Okay, burst my bubble, thank you. (laughs) But it's still kind of neat. I mean, I'm a big fan of the inspirational message thing, but... But as I, when I first seen that set come out, that was exactly what I thought of. See, I, as far as sentimental, like inspirational stuff, I think of bookmarks personally. <laughs> Well, sorry, I worked in that department. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, my job was to push crystal in China. And I had to stop. Surprisingly, that's not a hard sell for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shiny, pretty. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always in the mood to buy crystal in China. Yeah, see, that was my problem. I thought, ooh, pretty and shiny, and, you know, I kept reorganizing everything. (laughs) (laughs) Someone on my floor would say, where's Amy? She is probably around here somewhere, probably reorganizing something. Well, but, okay. I mean, studies have shown that when customers see you putting product on shelves, even if it's just because you're reorganizing, it actually increases the likelihood that they will buy whatever it is you're you you're reorganizing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, see, it gets pretty bad when I'm reorganizing the dining room table that they set up as a prop. because I think that this tea set needs to go on there. (laughs) It makes perfect sense to me. 
and constantly they would be going, okay, where, what is Amy working on today? Well, you know, it's Thursday, so if the ladder isn't in the back, I'd say she's on the other side taking and playing with the toasting flutes. Because talk about reten- being, I hate to say the word, anal retentive. I was that to the 90th percentile. Okay. The whole top row was toasting flutes. The next one was water goblets. The next one was wine glasses. The next one was the iced tea glasses. You know, I was very meticulous on what went on what shelf. <laughs> well, you know, a good display can sell just about any product. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was one of the first things I learned how to do when I worked at Ashley Avery's, which was my first retail job. Because that was back in the in the golden days of retail, before they had touchscreen uh you know, touch screen registers and planograms. Yeah. You know, you were required to make a pleasing display on your own. But there were certain, oh, yeah. like, tricks to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so that's what my boss, Scott, taught me how to do, for which I am eternally grateful. Um. Yeah. I loved working at Ashley Avery's, at least until his mom took over. Uh-huh. Yeah, when his mom decided she wasn't going to do decks of walls anymore, because they owned a couple of different franchise stores at the mall, she had nothing to do. So then she started interfering with Ashley Avery's. Uh-huh. And this woman was... So not my kind of people. <laughs> she she was all constantly on my case because I wasn't the sort of girl at the time to go out and get like French tip manicures and stuff. I didn't uh, think it was that important. It wasn't important to me. I thought it was silly, but it was a huge deal to her. So she cut my hours because she didn't like my fingernails. Jeez. And she would hire girls based on how, like, based on their appearance, not based on their qualifications or how much they actually wanted to work there. Um, so... She had a tendency to hire girls with, like, either French or German accents because they sounded exotic. <laughs> okay, particularly ones that Particularly ones that, like, dressed, you know, in designer clothes. And I would, like, reorganize our our Swarovski crystal section, right? So that you could just open the drawer and look in, and if you didn't see the piece you were looking for, it meant that we didn't have it in that drawer. Right. And 
I would tell them that. And I'm like, I just organized this, so please don't, like, shift everything around. If you can't see it, it's not in there. And yet they would still dig through the drawer and make a huge mess. Oh, you got to love that. And see, the one thing I did there was we had um, some china in stock. Okay. And we had two different stock rooms. We had a stock room that was right in the department and then one that was right off the dock. Well, 95% of the time if someone asked us, do you have this one in stock? Well, I have to go check. That ended the day I went and I did a complete inventory. <laughs> well, see, reorganized start- everything. Yeah, well, and that's an awesome thing. And I used to do oh, that yeah. too. And that's why Scott liked me because I knew if we had that particular piece of Swarovski crystal or that Windstone Dragon or that, you know, lighthouse, you know. And anybody could go and look either in our drawers downstairs, which is where we kept, like, the Swarovski crystal and, and stuff like that, or they could go upstairs to our stock room and just glance and find, either find the piece or not find the piece. Because I organized it, but that's not what Barbara was looking for. Barbara was looking for a certain type of girl that would project a certain image. Well, I was the youngest person in my department. <laughs> well, I was one of yeah, I was one of the youngest people there too. But I also am in. I've always been incredibly full of myself, so <laughs> I eventually quit because I couldn't get along with Barbara, and Barbara was so uh-huh. offended that I quit that she told everybody that she fired me. Mm, gotta love that. Mm-hmm. So, no, see, what I had also done with the uh, inventory was I put it on a spreadsheet. I put on there how many people we had, what location they were at, and a section for where we can tick mark when we took a piece out and sold it. Because mostly it was plate plate settings. So, like, nobody else in the department had to actually sit there and go, oh, you know, I've got to go look. They just said, okay, hold on. Pulled out my list and said, yes, we do have it in stock. Let me go get it. (laughs) That was also when we had learned that someone's order had been taken apart. Because somehow no, somehow we had 80 plate settings of one plate plate setting. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we we hit a few too many. 
Oh, yes. Hello, little princess. Is she awake? Yeah, she's starting to wake up. And I think she made oh. you another diaper while we were out. Honey. She made a diaper for Pandora Rose? Yes, she totally made a diaper for Pandora Rose. Please is, change your diaper, honey. Is your name? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's in the diaper bag. Fred's been watching Futurama today, so now he's starting to talk like the professor. <laughs> Is that good news for everyone? Good news, everybody. (laughs) Fred can do it. I can't. I think it requires a a certain brain condition to... (laughs) I think it does. Okay, let me Is he really counting the diapers? Yes. There's an excessive amount of... There's been a lot of diapers today. And she's very proud of it. Yes, she is. She's not a good girl. (laughs) You know, this brings about... Has anyone seen the show Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah. Did you pack up the bus pass for this? Did you? Did you pack up the bus pass? Yeah, it's in the diaper. We have a tube in the diaper bag. It's Yes. Did you guys see the episode where Hal had to go to Baby and Me class with Jamie? Ooh. I actually really enjoy Baby and Me Crest. <laughs> yeah, okay, Yes, but would you have enjoyed it more if you were competing with the other parents? Oh, you I remember that episode. You absolutely <laughs> are competing with the other parents. Which episode is it? Which episode? It's an episode where Hal has to go to Baby and Me Crest. Oh, I've got a... Oh, that's probably when they had the new kid. i got to find that one. <laughs> that's right, because the show was on so long, they had to add a baby. That's how you know a show's been on a long time, when they had a baby. And yet none of the kids <laughs> graduate to the next grade of school. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they, they always did. But you never found out their last name. 
No, that's no, true. They kept that a secret on purpose. Yep. Even in the finale, they kept it a secret. They had Malcolm Cole to get a diploma for graduation. Did you see that? Did you see the finale of the series? Yes, I did. I thought it was so much. Where where Malcolm's mom Malcolm's mom denies him the scholarship on purpose? No, a job. Her job. That's right. Because he's going to be president someday, so he can't have it easy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I remember that whole speech. <laughs> that was that was a good episode. I loved that show. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yep. I just thought it was so funny that that episode mirrored the very first episode. Mm-hmm. It did. Because in the very first episode, Malcolm sat with a ring of people around him. And in that episode, everyone sat around the family in a big, huge ring, and around Malcolm and Reese in a big, huge ring. <laughs> oh, such a happy girl. Such a happy girl. <laughs> Are we ready to try and do these six ponies? Um, I sure. am. Nikki's loading it up. Nikki. <laughs> Okay. So we actually only have five ponies to do. Oh, sorry. I added one. <laughs> All right. So Valentine's Day ponies. Wait, did we? We did the Valentine's Day ponies. Yeah, actually, I think we did both Valentine's Day ponies. We only have three. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, that's right. We've got three. Because we didn't do that minty. Well, thank God there's a lot to talk about on the minty. Oh, my goodness, is there ever. <laughs> So, we are, of course, talking about the winter ponies, which, once again, no longer are the holiday ponies a Target exclusive. They were available anywhere, which I think kind of, you know, killed the thrill. What do you guys think? Well, I think that they were trying to uh, cast a wider net because, I, you know, by that time, 
uh, sales had really gone down. The Core 7 was not helping things. No. No, it definitely was not. So I'm sure that's why they did it. Yeah, I'm just not I sure think it really helped. Hmm. I don't really think so. Because you still had Core 7. If they would have did something a little bit different, maybe then it would have helped. Are you so guys going to go check on the pizza and maybe watch Mythbusters? Because she likes that. Let me know if she needs to eat. Okay. <laughs> it's Fred's uh, Fred's day off today. Ah. One of two. So he needs to make the most of baby time. There you go. I agree with that. Well, she's so upset every time he goes to work. Aww. That, I mean, I barely get to eat because she doesn't want to be put down because she's so insecure because he's not here. Aww. She is definitely and a daddy's girl. Yeah, and then, of course, she cries as soon as, like, he gets out of the car because we drive him to work since we only have the one car. Ah. Um, and she'll cry and cry and cry. And I send him pictures <laughs> of her crying. Aw. And um, then when he calls, I'll I'll put him on speaker, and she'll hear his voice. And if she wasn't crying before, she starts crying because she knows he's not here. <laughs> Dear he Lord, you better hope he never goes away on vacation by himself. He's not allowed to go on vacation by himself. At some point, we may work up to guys' night out periodically, but right now, (laughs) I'm barely surviving with him being at work nine hours, you know, five days a week. Yeah, you can have that when she grows out of this phase. Yeah. And I have thought about applying for work. There's a toy store, like, a mile's walk down the street that sells really cool toys, and they're hiring for part, part-time. Ah. But I feel so bad. I mean, 
even if it was only going to be like two days a week, it's still... Well, see, what you can always do is you can always work on the two days that he has off. So that he definitely has baby time. Uh, but he never has this. I mean, they never give him the same two days off. There's no way to schedule that. Okay, it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even even when he requests days off, like, some days they just refuse to, like, acknowledge that he's requested those days off, like Saturday or Sunday. Mm. Um, even if it's, like, you know, family coming in from out of town. Would love to see them. No, sorry. Hmm. You have to work those days. So. Bummer. And, like, he's tried to explain to them that right now being a closing manager is really what he needs to do because that's, like, her sleep schedule. Uh, he, he, You know, doing a swing shift or a morning shift is not really is doable because he's not getting enough sleep that right. way. So this week he has one closing shift. And all the rest are swing shifts. Because he told them he wanted closing shifts. Well, maybe if he tells them he wants swing and morning shifts, maybe then he'll give them <laughs> the closing shift. Maybe. I mean, they used when I didn't want him closing, like during the last days of the pregnancy when, you know, I, before he got his family leave and I felt like he was gone all day when he closed, they give him all kinds of closing shifts. Well, then on the days that they prep the schedules, you just have to sit there and hope that they don't give him any closing days. I'll have to give that a try. Back to Miss Minty. Yes. Uh, Miss Minty is her normal colors, except for... Well, except for the fact... That, that she's got um, paint, like uh, pink and violet gradienting down her legs, all four legs, and um, so it's 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 her usual minty green at the top, but then when it gets to the to the knee joint of the the legs then it starts to change into kind of a a violet color and then down into a cotton candy pink. Yep. 
But then also the other thing that is going on with her is not only does she have her traditional mint symbol, they've also, for Christmas, gone ahead and tossed on nine snowflakes, 11 snowmen that are five are pink, six are green. And they're all kind of like falling. Yeah, so it does kind of look like confetti falling through the sky. And then she also has around her eye a snowflake. No, now I don't know if this is a double-sided pony or a single-sided pony. I know the paint it's, goes on is on all four legs, um, the gradiated paint, but I don't know, like if both eyes have a snowflake, or if um, the, no, it's the just extra. The Uh, she's single-sided, no, as far as the design yeah. goes, because I actually, um, I bought this pony for a swap partner. Yep. And, yeah, she's unfortunately only got the snowflake on one eye. It would be cooler if it was two. Yeah. yeah, with it just being on one eye, it's sort of clockwork orangey. Yeah. That's actually what I thought when I first saw her, too. Yeah, and actually, it's a ring of snowflakes around the eye. There's actually no, seven snowflakes. Yeah. I still, I still maintain that those are the branches of a snowflake. Yeah, because it's it's six branches. Of the same snowflake, it's it's all supposed to be one big snowflake. Oh, now I see it. Okay. Yeah, she's a very pretty pony. It's just it's disappointing that it's a, a one-sided design because this design, like if it was an all-over, twice-as-fancy design, would have been a great design to do that with. Since they're oh, yeah. falling, they don't have to be um, symmetrical. Um, which yeah, would have made production for it a little bit less expensive. Yeah. I definitely agree. But we do have to remember they did go a lot with the one-sided ponies. But I think, I mean, as I mentioned before, as far as um, versatility of play, you really need to have designs like this being on both sides of the pony. Oh, yeah. You know, um from a collector's standpoint, it's fine to have it one-sided because you can only see one side at a time when it's just on display. Yeah. So aside from not being able to choose, like, which way your pony is facing to display it, 
it's fine from a collector standpoint, but from a play standpoint, which is their whole assertion for why they have made certain choices, was, oh, well, these aren't really, we, you know, we're not thinking about it as a collector's piece. We're thinking about it, you know, these are toys that kids play with. Well, from a play perspective, having it just be on one side is crap. Yeah. I definitely second that motion. I mean, yeah, so I mean, what are you going to do with the pony that's only got one side with with uh, decoration on it? Yeah, because then that means you can only have that pony walking from one side. If you always want to see the symbol... Well, I mean, you know, she's either. Go ahead. And uh, well, I mean, if if you're, it just yeah, if you're playing with a pony, the symbol needs to be on both sides because your pony's going to be running around. Oh yeah. And if you're going, if you're designing something for kids to play with, then actually the gradiated paint on the legs and stuff isn't the best idea because that's going to get damaged when you take them in the pool or the bathtub, you know, bathroom sink, mud puddles, etc. <laughs> Sorry. That's something going to rub when you play with it, when your hands get all sweaty. Oh, yeah. Um... And yet, they have that on many of the G3 ponies, and the single side. So they're they're saying, oh, we're designing this to be a toy to be played with, and yet they're making ponies that really aren't functional as functional as playthings, rather than something that you sit on a shelf facing a certain direction so that you can see the design that's just on the one side. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't quite think Hasbro ever figured out what they were really going for with the G three one. Well, I think that maybe there's there was just like they still wanted to think of themselves as a maker of toys, but they had they realized that the kids weren't as interested in these that these were being bought by collectors right that they really didn't want to put in the quality that really a collector's piece should have, so they still argued that they were making toys, yep. So it was sort of a half-hearted attempt at trying to hit both markets at the same time without really doing either justice. Yeah. Oh, sounds good very to me. bad.
Sounds like a perfect I mean, explanation to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that that a lot of these ponies are what happens when you try to please everybody all the time. You know, you end up pleasing nobody. Yep. Because if this, like, if this pony were a double-sided design, it would be an awesome pony. But being that it's a single-sided design, it's a terrifying pony. Oh, yeah. You know it's got the clockwork orange eye. Um, super, super hero villains are, like, you know, have that whole one side is one way, the other side is the other. Like Two-Face from Batman. Mhm. You know, it just uh if you unless you're planning on making it an evil villain with multiple personality disorder. <laughs> maybe that was the whole plan. Maybe that was Pinky Pot Pie's plot. You know, to get people but not to not, like Pinky anymore. But it's not <laughs> Uh, I I just sure. like this pony for the design, but I'm disappointed in this pony because the design doesn't go doesn't match on both sides. No, it doesn't carry over. Nope. It sort of I mean, feels as though it falls short of being something really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I've said this before, but I'm a customizer. The cost of goods for me to make a pony is incredibly high. I have to buy everything retail, um, and I do everything by hand, and it takes me forever. And yet, I can do symmetrical two-sided ponies, which tells me that Hasbro could do them too, and for a lot less money. Yep. Because they have, you know, a factory with machines that spray all this stuff on. It's not like there's, you know, an artist sitting there, you know, hand painting all this stuff. If I want gradients on the legs of a pony, I have to do that by hand. They have a little machine that just goes, and it's done. It probably takes all of three minutes to do this pony from start to finish. It would take me several days to do a similar type of pony. And I would still do it double sided. <laughs> I still say that this was Pinkie Pie's idea to make people hate Minty. That could be. And she slowly pushed her out of the main the main pony spotlight. That's true, because Minty didn't actually make it into the Core 7, did she? She kind of did, but never really was embraced as a Core 7. I I, I think that was Pinkie Pie. I think that was totally Pinkie Pie. Well, speaking of Pinkie Pie, 
<laughs> you saw where I was going with that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, also, Pinkie Pie has to follow Minty. So, you know, that, like that was another stalker. reason why she... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or second runner-up, you know, so she she had to do something about that. Yeah, so our next winter pony is actually Pinkie Pie. And she's normal. And she's got a very unusual facial expression. I think it's a very unusual. I think this is the aha. See, I got you, Minty. Nobody likes you anymore. Well, she looks like she's getting ready to suck on a pacifier. <laughs> I like my explanation. My explanation was cute. It was cute, <laughs> but look at that face. That is not a good facial expression. That is not the pose I would want to be caught in if I were a pony. No. Not unless you were a newborn cutie. She looks like she should have a straw so that she could be drinking a soda or something. Yeah. There you go. But what I do like about this winter pony is that her jacket or is cape cloth. is cloth. Oh, my God. They do remember and, how to make that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and it looks like it's, it's not just, like, cheap cotton. It's got, you know, the fake fur trim. It's probably a rayon polyester blend for the pink. Yeah, the, the cape is very Mrs. Claus looking, except instead of being red, it is a dark purpley pink. And it's got a white fur trim and what looks like a white pearly sort of tie in the front. Yep. And see, that's the sort of thing that they should have, like, made and, like, sold individually. You know? Oh, yeah. And they just, they never really did that with the G3 line. You know, with the G1 no. line, you have whole sections of pony wear. And pony God, wear meant stuff that the pony wore, not clothes that, and costumes that they tried to sell the little kids that no one ever bought. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, aside from the cape, though, and the weird facial expression that Pinkie Pie has, um, it's not that interesting of a pony. It's Pinkie Pie. It's all the same colors, all the same symbol. The most interesting thing was the the, the cape. Yeah. And then that was basically about it. 
Yep. And then our last winter pony was even less interesting. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound possible, but it is. It is Rainbow Dash in the core pose. All the same colors, same symbol, nothing unique about that. And all she has is a scarf. A pink scarf with white polka dots and purple fringe. Which is funny for a pony where the theme song says Rainbow Dash always dresses in style. Yeah, because that scarf is not the least bit stylish. No. I mean, you want to give her style, you got to give her, like, a muff and, like, a fur-trimmed hat and a cape. And I mean, she's supposed to be the pony that's in clothes in the G3 line, and all she has is a scarf? A very ugly scarf at that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even match Rainbow Dash. Pinkie Pie, yes. I can totally see Pinkie Pie in that. How many times Oh, two to start off with. Oh, hello, baby. Oh, hello, baby. Her opinion at the ugliness of the scarf? She's not happy with it, it sounds like it. No. No, no. She doesn't like the scarf. No, she's she's saying ugly scarf, ugly, ugly. Get it away from me. <laughs> and today, yeah. She's wearing her locket on today. Pinkie Pie just be Pinkie Pie with a cape. 
and then you have Rainbow Dash just have a scarf. It's sort of like a slow progression into madness. Oh, yeah. That definitely it is. Boy, I can't believe this. We have actually finished year seven. Wow. Well, how many more years do we have to go then? For G3? Uh, yeah. One, two, three. But we're going to have to start looking for a new site. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot on the uh, later years for this site. Yeah. Then we'll soon be flying right into G4s. Wow. We'll be catching up with the current gen? Not quite yet, because, you know, we still have play sets. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the mail and orders, still, too, right? And the mail orders. And the Ponyvilles. Oh, yeah. So we have plenty of G3s, and I've got a couple of ideas for a couple of interviews if we can find some people. Those are always fun. Oh, yes. So, but I do have a question to ask Miss Nishi. Mm -hmm. I, I know I, I, I said it was... Holy. Um, I know I said next month you're going to have to host two shows in a row. Yeah. It might be three. Well, uh, I'll make it work. The only reason is um, my uncle's going in for surgery on Thursday, and it's rotator cuff surgery, and they don't know if they're going to be able to do it by scope or by cutting them open. And if they cut them open, I'm the one who's going out there and staying with them. I'm still going to be there on Monday, and I'm only going to have my laptop, which, as we all know, is crap. <laughs> but don't worry, I put an order into Dell. <laughs> they said my new baby should be here next week. <laughs> but not in time for the show. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll make it work. Just uh, send me a message on Facebook and we'll work out the details. 
Okay. Yeah, because we won't know how they're going to end up doing it until when they do the surgery. Well, yeah, um, I mean, Mike just had a rotator cuff surgery twice, and then one of his friends has had it because it's a common injury with the con- construction guys. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's one of those things that you really don't know how much damage that area has taken until you go in there. Yeah. Because mm. there's, I mean, there's the rotator cuff, but it, there's a lot of ligaments and little pieces that go into that. Yeah, and that you can't really see on an x-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, an x-ray is not, it's great for bones, because bones are hard. Yeah. But um, unless you do an MRI, soft tissue is really hard to uh, to find problems. You yeah. know, they say that, like, um, with, like, breast cancer, for example. And ex- if you can see breast cancer on an X-ray your chances of survival aren't looking so good because by that time, it's not a little thing. No. But you can find it much earlier with an MRI, you know, with a 3D imaging thing. Yeah. Um, but most insurance companies don't want to pay for MRI because it's a lot more expensive to do an MRI than to do an X-ray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that definitely it is. So. So. But yeah, I wish your uncle all the best with his rotator cuff. Thank um, you. Yeah, just just know that the hardest part for him isn't going to be the surgery. It's going to be the recovery. Yeah. It's one of those things that you can't use it at all until you're fully healed or you'll just re-injure it again. Definitely. And it can take longer for that to heal than for a broken bone. So it's a whole lot of sitting around and not generally for most guys, not going and doing the job that they're paid to do, and that makes a lot of guys crazy. (laughs) I know my dad is not fun to be around when he is injured. I mean, I love my dad, but he does not take being laid up well. Mm -mm. Neither does he. So... Because he, yeah. he had had he had had a, another injury that had laid him up for several months. Oh yeah, he was going stir crazy. Yeah. Hey Fred, your daughter made you a present. <laughs> I don't think he wants it. 
rotator cuff surgery and for the last week or so my knee has been like horrible so it's going to be the injured oh oh you changed it oh thank you taking and uh Nurse to be injured. Oh, keeping all the invalids in one spot. No. Right where my mother can find us. <laughs> no, because I have one bad name. Because I injured a, I've injured it a couple of times, and it's getting worse. Right, come on. Go in. And it's gotten worse. No. But I don't want to go see an orthopedic about it. Daddy's going to change your diaper. Don't worry.
that's the point where you just sort of shove him back over to his side real hard. Yep. I I tried poking at him, but he was out. Hmm. He was as out of it as the baby usually is. Oh, now we know you can. You're working real hard, and it's really everything. Yeah, you get to take her now. All right. She's done eating for the moment. Yeah. So full, she's dripping it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go say hi to Madam Butterfly and Mr. Ladybug. I made the Ladybug a Mr. Because we need That's why I like Mr. Ladybug. I've been calling it Mr. Ladybug, too. We, 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 we've determined the genders of the, the little things that hang from her activity, Jim. Ah... We've decided that the butterfly is a girl, but the ladybug is a boy. Very good, very good. Sounds about right to me. Yep, so there is uh, Madam, Madam Butterfly, Mr. Ladybug. And then there's, of course, her little soft monkey that we call Miss, Miss Monkey. Aww. Yeah, it's one of those, like, animals that are attached to, like, a square of, like, blanket fabric. And I'm I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of, of, of it is, but she likes to chew on it, so. I think that's kind of what the purpose of it is. Oh, yeah, good. that's what I see most kids doing with it. Yeah. Yep, she's a lot like pumpkin pie from My Little Pony. You know, constantly sticking fabric in her mouth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, since we have... 37 minutes to kill. (laughs) I have some very interesting news. Okay. We are no longer the only pony show on Blog Talk Radio. Really? Well, isn't it? Is the other one the Retro Dolls U.S. show? Well, other than that one, okay, other than the Retro Doll one, we are no longer the only pony show, but We are the not the only non brony show. Ah. So the other one is brony specific. There are several that are brony specific. And you can tell that it's bronies. 
because I listened to about how how long did I listen to it for? I think about five minutes, ain't it? Mhm. Well, I listened to the show for about five minutes, and yeah, you could definitely tell it was a brony. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of swearing and vulgar language. <clears throat> Pretty much. Well, there we go. Now they have a place to go and vent their vulgarity. Yes, and they actually... And I think the reason why we're getting them is that when I was listening to the show, okay, he encouraged... 20 more minutes, why? ...that type of uh, activity. In the chat room. Oh, that's a shame. That's just why would you why would you encourage that? Because you are silly and don't have anything else to do on a Friday night at midnight. That's just messed up. So. The next time we get slammed with those types, I will be pointing them over to that show and telling them that is where you belong. Go there and stay there. Well, on the upside, on the upside, that means that, um, you know, the people that want to be silly and, um, just general goofballs on the chat room for this show will have somewhere else that they can go and they won't have to do it here. But on the downside, it's kind of... Nobody really needs to be that foul in any kind of chat room, especially on a radio show. Right. It just doesn't need to be done at all. Exactly. You know, and it's it, it's kind of sad to see some of these shows that are directed towards bronies fall into that kind of frat boy mentality. Because and I mean that 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 right there sums it right up. If you look at the names of the titles of these episodes, yeah, that just sums it up right then and there. Yeah. Well, no, I was—I don't know if you listened in uh, or listened to the recorded version of last week's show. I think I was telling Nishi that um, the local community college where I live actually did an article on bronies. It was a cover story. Uh-oh. And, well, no, it was very positive. Um which I really liked. It brought up the the main editor of the magazine said that he started watching the Friendship is Magic show and it changed his outlook on life. He said that he started getting into the pony community and he said, yeah, there were a couple people that were a little weird, but most of the people that were, were there were very nice to him and very accepting and it was a large circle of friends he would not have found without the new show. 
Right. And, you know, I'd like to see more of that aspect of the whole Brony community come out. Because you see some, some of the art, some of the music, some of the great things that the new people in that part of the community community have created, and it's great. And they're bringing it into mainstream culture, and they're, you know, more people are getting into it. We're not weird people that hide in closets with our ponies anymore. (laughs) You know, but... Then you've got the really bizarre off-the-wall guys that you just kind of look at them and go, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to... Go ahead. I was going to say that the whole frat boy mentality, I think, spawns more frat boy mentality because there's that, that pressure that to become a part of that image, that that's the way they, by encouraging that, they give the impression that that's the way you're supposed to be if you're going to be a part of that group. And I don't think it has to be that way. No. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the downsides of Internet chat rooms and Internet message boards is message boards and and chat rooms and things like that have a tendency to set the the sort of overall ambiance of an idea and being that it's on the internet it can really take off like wildfire but it's not necessarily something that should be taking off right Um, You know, there are plenty of message boards out there where people go to bitch and complain and and make fun of people. And, you know, it's basically a board filled with trolls. But because it's on the Internet, it can really become a major problem. Yeah, I agree. And I just sent you guys things to the last episode this person did. And just seeing, I said, you look at the title of the shows, and it's like, really? You take Wow, that's the, that's the title? That's the title of the episode. How do you get that out of ponies? I know. And no, I'm not going to say the, the title of the, the episode. I'm not going to say the the name of the show, you know, but it's just. Okay. That's you want to go. I'm, I just now saw it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, just looking at it, it is, it, it is brownie geared. All I have to say is thank God I've got some place to take and send the trolls. Yes. (laughs) 
going. Uh, I I just got the uh, the article. Thank you for the article. Yeah, I um I had to. I couldn't find a digital copy of it. I had to scan it on my computer and then make it into an image. So it should be the front cover, and then it's a two-page article. Okay, let's see. I see the cover photo. And then the first page of the article should be the top half of the page is a picture of Twilight and Vinyl. And then the second page has um, a picture of three people underneath um, an image of Applejack. And it has the big quote in uh, pinkish purple letters. Oh, right. Okay. I will have to download these photos so that I can read them. Yeah, you'll you'll have to download it and zoom in because the type is hard to read. If I can find a few more copies of the magazine somewhere, I'm sure I can. Um, I could go ahead and send uh, ship you guys a copy of the magazine with the article in it. Okay. But yeah, this, this is a local magazine that the 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 community college not an hour away from me makes. But yeah, I had fallen on the on onto this show I think last week when I was just you know I was playing on Blog Talk when I was scheduling this week's show. I just happened to see it, and I thought it's, it's listed in politics. That's a strange place to list a pony show, but okay. Uh, I agree. Well, but everything's... it's a strange place to list a pony show, but when you think about the image that the brony community tries to project... It makes a lot of sense because yeah. they're not trying to be fans of a TV show or collectors of a toy line. They think of themselves as, you know, a niche group, um, a special interest group, outcasts that are into this thing that they're not supposed to be into because it's a show for girls, but they're predominantly boys. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I'm sure they think of themselves as making a social statement. Okay. Whatever makes you happy, I guess. Yes, but some of those social statements really need to be kept to themselves. Well, it's just... The problem is is they're, they don't actually... They aren't actually making a social statement, but they want to be. You know, they don't really have anything to say about themselves other than, hey, we like this TV show. But that's not who they want to be. They want to be, you know, a special interest group like the... L. 
LGBT yeah, yeah. community. Um, I'm not sorry I had to think about that, but I'm really terrible with all those little like letter acronym things. Oh yeah. <laughs> words. I need words. Um but yeah, I mean they want to be like that. They want to be they want to be special. And unfortunately, I don't consider liking a children's TV show even that odd, let alone special. Me and my husband, we watched the new Ninja Turtles. We watched Friendship is Magic. Um, The new Thundercats. Um, Oh, I loved the new Thundercats. See, that was Thundercats the way it should have been done in the 80s, but it wasn't. I definitely like it better than than the Thundercats I grew up with, you know. And uh, I don't usually say that about most things, but the dubbing on the original Thundercats was just terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know it at the time when I was, you know, a little kid, of course. I thought it was the best thing ever. But going back and rewatching it as an adult, you know, sort of an eye-opening experience. Definitely. But also, I mean, come on, how many, I mean, anime series? I mean, technically, it's still a cartoon. In a sense. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you're right. They are trying to make it seem like, you know, oh, we're doing something special. We're doing something unique. Dude, you're not. Get over yourself. Well, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that there were guys that were into ponies before the brony movement started. Oh, yeah. There there, there were male... Yeah, we've had plenty of... There have been plenty of male pony collectors. Yeah. And there again, they're still... They're they're trying to make themselves out to be, oh, we're the first ones. Uh, No, you're a little late to the party to be the first one. Well, I mean, it just, yeah, it's, unfortunately, what I've taken away from most of the brony movement is for every person out there that's a genuine good person that likes the show and likes the toy line and thinks it's neat, most of the people I've met along that ilk have wanted to be special little snowflakes and think of themselves as martyrs or pioneers and it just yeah yeah it, it it's what are they you know if it's a social movement what are they fighting for the right to watch a, a tv show they have that they're clearly already doing it and nobody is stopping them exactly <laughs> In fact, Hasbro's encouraging it by making crappy derpy hooves and Doctor Hooves vinyl figures and putting them in Hot Topics. Exactly. It's clearly, it's clearly been embraced by the creators of the show slash toy line. You know, they're they're not martyrs, and the the only reason 
that people object to them isn't because they're guys that are into ponies. Because honestly, that's cool. It's because they're assholes. <laughs> it's it's because they need to put a dollar in 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 the douchebag jar. Sorry, I watched a New Girl for the first time today. I found it on Netflix. It's a cute show. I, I, like I think it. I may I like have to watch that show now. <laughs> I think I like, I really like that line too. Yes, and I agree because I mean every single time we end up getting bogged down with it. I said I hit the I hit the moderation button very quickly. As soon as someone says something, okay, and they will continue until they realize, oh wait, the the crap that I'm spewing isn't actually being seen. They've actually figured me out. That all I'm trying to do here is be an idiot. <laughs> but I mean, the, 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 well, a lot of people who will who will never see this, who do download the show, is when that stuff happens. I'm I'm on top of it. I'm I'm on top of it, shutting it down, getting it off as quickly as I can because I said, you know. We're an all-ages show, mm-hmm. and I encourage that. Mm-hmm. And that crap just doesn't need to be seen. No, not at all. And people might be saying, well, what crap am I talking about? Well, it's not even appropriate to say what they've said. Yeah. Because half the time I'm thinking... um, where is the block talk police when I need them to go hunt these people down and arrest them for what they have just said? They are never around when you need them. No. <laughs> and that is literally what needs to happen. They need to be arrested. Yeah, there have been a couple of times in the chat rooms that people have said some things that are absolutely over-the-top illegal. Not just inappropriate, not just borderline, but criminal. Yep. Or intent, that show an intent to commit a criminal act. Right. And it's scary. Yep. And I personally think that they're doing it because I I think they're trying to make themselves a special interest group, and the only way they can do that is get people mad at them so that they can claim that they're being persecuted. So they're creating their own own heat, as it were. Yeah. Waiting for somebody to feed the trolls. And there always is someone, you know. There's always that well-meaning but short-sighted conservative person that thinks they're defending family values 
by going off on something that isn't all that important, but by them going off on it, they make it important. Right. And and it feeds the trolls who then continue to do that. And it's just, it's a shame that so many of them feel the need to muddy the waters, you know, because they are so insecure and feel such a strong need to be a martyr to get validation for their existence that that's, you know, the kind of juvenile you know, antics that they engage in. Yep. And and I genuinely feel sorry for for the people who have to get on the internet and go into chat rooms and go into forums and you know, behave poorly and talk smack about other people, you know. Um try and pump themselves up by bringing other people down. It just, it's okay. really sad. And, yeah, because um, I, saw, I saw that just the other day. I had rented from Netflix um, the movie I Am Legend. I never saw it. And I started watching it, and there was a dog by the name of Sam in the movie. Well, my dog's name is Sam. Well, you know, typically the dog in the movie dies. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay, do I really want to keep watching this if the doggy possibly dies? So I went, you know, I Googled, you know, what happens to the dog in the movie I Am Legend. And I came up on, um, you know, one of those Yahoo answer things. And a lot of the people were like real nice. They're like, you know, if you you don't like to see that type of stuff, you know, don't don't watch this movie. And they did say how the dog died. Uh-huh. Which oh. I'm glad I had stopped watching it. I mean the dog died for a very good reason, but still you, know, you don't want to see the dog turning into a monster. Hmm? Yeah, it's still depressing when the doggy dies. Oh, yes. Even though it's for the good of mankind because doggy was turning into a monster. So, but... Hey, I watched, the, I watched The Secret of Moonacre, and at one point the dog dies. I mean, he comes back later as his true self. He's actually like a black lion, you know? But the fact that he had right. to die as a doggy before he came back as the black lion he originally was, was still really sad. Yeah. But in that one, he came back. This one, he wasn't going to come back. But my point well, yeah. here is, was I was reading down, and some per, some person put in there, you know, just suck it up and watch the movie, a tree-hugging hippie. And, like, you, first of all, obviously have never had a pet. You've probably never had a pet die. 
Or if they did have a pet, they had a pet for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've known plenty of guys who've gone out and gotten, you know, these big, aggressive-looking dogs that end up being a bit crazy because they're not properly taken care of or socialized because the guy just wanted it as a status symbol. Right. Oh, look, I've got a half-wolf, you know, dog. Ooh. Yeah, look, it took off half my hand, but look what I got. <laughs> I've got a pit bull. I'm a tough guy now. I own a pit bull. Yeah, it really bit my wing off, but, you know. <laughs> Sorry. I, well, I mean, and, and the thing is, is like the dogs usually don't end up injuring the jerk that they need to injure. They usually end up injure someone that's, you know, just minding their own business. Yeah. And it just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because those sorts right. of people, not only do they get the dog for the wrong reason, but they're the same sort of people that don't put their dogs on leashes and let their dogs roam the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. So. And it just, so that's probably the same sort of person that if they do, if they ever have owned a pet, that's probably how they owned it. Probably. But I mean, the, I mean, the reason why I pointed that that point out is, you know, we're not specifically pointing at bronies. We are using bronies as our example because that's all we get in our chat rooms. Well, and it's not that we want bronies to be that way. I mean, we I know people who who are bronies who are not that way. Right. It is, however, the type of brony that tends to be the most prolific online. Yeah. We want the nice um, bronies to come and listen to our show. Well, the thing of it is, is the people in any fandom that tend to be sort of jerks are a lot louder and more annoying and unfortunately more noticeable than the people yeah. in, in any given fandom that are nice, that just yeah. want to get along and want to have friends. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, we have one person. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we have we have a fan of, of My Little Pony Talk who is a brony, mm-hmm. and he's articulate and well-spoken and thoughtful. And it would be a joy to have him on the show when we start the G4 line. Yeah. I think. Um, and he's taken the time to get to know us. Um, I do apologize if I've ignored you. I get so busy that I'm I'm lucky I remember it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I have a baby personal. and she's... And I have a baby and she screams louder, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to do anything fun anymore. But, but of um, course, I did. I did get a few days off. Yeah. Well, it's um, really two days. And you know, I have a friend whose little brother and whose little brother's girlfriend both consider themselves bronies. 
but they are not, you know, the kind of people that go into chat rooms and make fun of other people and swear and, you know, make threats against underage children, you know. Um, that's right. not who they are. That's they They have favorite characters that they like or identify with. They like the show. Um, they do participate in online discussions, but in a very normal, well-adjusted way. Um, yeah, and it's I just met one no. Sorry. Yeah, so I was saying it's just that's not the norm. It's not that we're saying all bronies are like these people that we tend to get in our own chat room that cause us to close down the chat room. Um, it's just that that's what we've been getting. That's who yeah. wants to be vocal on our show. Right, and that's the reason why I don't post on Facebook that the show is about to start because that tends to be the day that we end up getting bombarded. Well, maybe maybe we should just post, yes, the show is about to start, no, we're not taking live callers. Even even when we do that, I mean, they still will, 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 will get in the chat room, hey, you taking callers? No. Why? Are you just that much of a beep, 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 beep? My response would be, yes, I am. <laughs> that that's true, you know. My my cousin Ryan, he's a teacher, and uh, his first year of teaching, his first day of his first year of teaching, he assigned homework, and his students oh said, "Why? God. Why would you do such a thing?" And my cousin Ryan looked him square in the eyes and said, "Because I'm evil." <laughs> Which was awesome, considering he works at a Christian school. <laughs> Even better. That is, that is fantastic. And I mean, he's like a hardcore evangelical Christian, but man, he has a sense of humor that I love about him. I mean, yeah, we 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 encourage people to be in our chat rooms. We encourage people. To you know, talk in the chat rooms. But we, we look encourage... forward to to having conversations with people in the chat room. We just need to get people who are willing to have conversations in the chat room and not just shout explicatives. Yeah, and I know I haven't been really good about posting on any of the boards that we're going to be having a show. Uh, and yeah, I know I. I have majorly dropped several balls here. <laughs> I, I promise to get better. Well, you know, you always have two co-hosts that you can ask us, you know, that you can delegate responsibilities to. This is true. <laughs> okay, we so don't I want you to that. feel like you have to do everything all on your own. Okay, so I keep keep forgetting that. Yes. In the words of the immortal Captain Jack Sparrow, I can't pull this ship into Tortuga all on me onesie. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, they, this ship is very hard to pull in that it's on your onesie. <laughs> so just remember that you can't pull this ship into Tortuga all on your onesie. So you need to ask some of your shipmates for help. Yeah, I think, haven't I given, or wait, haven't, I thought I gave you the, um, the access to the, um, oh, God, what's that thing called? The Facebook account. <laughs> Not me. I thought I gave it to you. I thought I gave it to you, Summer. No, I haven't received it yet. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to send something. I've been waiting. Ah, one of those but I, I meant to do it, so I thought I did it already things. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, now I have. Now I have it. <laughs> now I can start checking it for you. And posting stuff on the Facebook page. Wow! Way to go! <laughs> I, I thought oh, I came like back to you. It's supposed to rain on Thursday. Wow! Okay. Sorry, we haven't had rain in over a month. And I'm starting uh-huh. to get a little a little sun crazy. That happens to us here in the Pacific Northwest. We see too much sun, we start to go loco. Well, see, we're having too much rain in too many days where it's in the 70s. We love the 70s. The 70s is awesome. Send us your rain in your 70-degree days. Yes, but when it's on the weekends, when we intend on trying to visit a pool. You can have your chlorinated pools. Give me rain. I can be out in the rain. (laughs) I cannot, however, be in a chlorinated pool. Sorry. I wasn't supposed to be in chlorinated pools before, but now that I'm still trying to heal up, it's really not advisable. Yeah, no, I don't think so. (sighs) Did I tell you that Melody is going to be eight weeks old on Wednesday? Wow. Woohoo. So you yep, guys going to have a very happy birthday party? Um, no, I'm not that crazy yet. We are not doing an, an unbirthday party. Um, <laughs> although I do know the song. <laughs> um, Everybody knows the song. Yep. And... On Monday, August 5th, 
next week is when she's officially two months old. Woohoo! It's also when her next doctor's appointment is. Boo! One <laughs> where she's gonna get all her shots. Oh, ew! Boo. Yeah, she's not gonna be a happy baby. Gosh, I hope Fred has that day off. <laughs> I would venture to say he better have that day off. Fred? Next Monday is the baby's doctor appointment. It's on her birthday. You might, yeah, you might want to put in a request for that day earlier than normal. Well, make it happen. (laughs) I like that. Well, make it happen. (laughs) I have managerial training. So we can tell. You give an order, they're like, we needed to know that days ago. Oh, well, make it happen anyway. (laughs) Oh, by the way, remember that foot stuff I was using a few weeks ago? Yes. Well, I bought another package, and I did it the way the package told me to. Uh Uh-huh. And it's actually working this time. Oh, awesome. So I've been peeling for a week now. <laughs> I feel like you know, wait. we lost a live audience like two minutes ago. We didn't Did we have really a live audience. I was losing track of time. Where's our we, we didn't have a live audience this week. Still, we need a kimono. (laughs) We must stick to tradition. Okay, here we go. This is Kimono, and you have listened to Body Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Yay! There we go. Is everyone happy now? Ecstatic. You know, I just wonder the shows where I let you guys do everything. I just wonder how many times during the show Kimono is played. Oh, only once. (laughs) Or twice. A couple times. Or a million times, you know. You're going to have to download the shows and listen to know. (laughs) 
I can just hear it now. Every five seconds, kimono's going off. Now I am thinking of something to do for the next show. Because the, <laughs> the, the, the fifth is the one I'm supposed to be hosting next, right? Yep. If I'm still out at my uncle's. If I'm back home, I'll be able to do it. All right. Well, Summer, make sure you're, you you call in next week because it's hard to do the show with just one person. Oh, I will be here next week. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Summer didn't get disconnected. I know. I was here the whole show. What what is wrong with this picture? <laughs> Let's not Did question it. The phone was in a good mood. <laughs> good phone. Very good phone. <laughs> desk and now I can't find it. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. It happened. Yeah, but it's not a good thing because it's a very expensive pack of rechargeable batteries. Ah. I'm sure you'll find them. Yeah, I probably it's not, will. It's not like they could have just walked off on their own. I hope not. Mm-hmm. If they did, you need to get a video of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And send it to Energizer and tell them that they need to quit putting the Energizer bunny into their batteries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell them that you won't release the video unless, you know, if if they pay you the right amount of money. There you go. Yeah, because I bought um, Energizer's uh, rechargeable batteries because I have um, a Walkman I use at work. And I kid you not, I can go through... I go through batteries in that thing like you would not believe. It is so cute that you still have a Walkman. I was about to say, you have a Walkman? (laughs) It's a radio one, but I mean, I need to listen to something while I'm at work. So it's got a radio and a video and an audio cassette player? No, just radio. Oh, is, it okay. like one those, is it one of those little, like, like AM, FM ones? Yep. Those are even more awesome. You listen to the radio. Once again, I need to listen to something while I'm at work. And, you, know, you can only listen to the same songs over and over and over again so many hundreds of times. Wait, what station are you listening to where you're not listening to the same songs over and over and over again? Um, it's a, a station in uh, Chicago that plays 90s um 
music from 2000 and today. And it doesn't play the same ten songs over and over and over again? Nope. <laughs> wow. The only stations that, that play a diverse variety of music in in the Pacific Northwest is uh, uh, the all-classical station is a non-commercial station. Uh, the jazz station is a non-commercial station. And OPB is a non-commercial station. Ah. They're all funded by listeners and viewers like you. Hmm. Um, but yeah, all the commercial radio stations basically have like a set of like 10, 20 songs that just get played over and over and over again. Well, especially during Christmas time. During Christmas time, it's you can you can like have a drinking game to uh, how many times you've heard um, Michael Jackson do "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus." Oh my gosh, Christmas music! I don't even listen to any of the music stations um, in our area during the time that they have Christmas music on. The minute the Christmas carols stop, I look at my boyfriend and go, turn it off, turn it off now. <laughs> because not only do all the stations play basically the same songs, but the grocery store that I work in has three Christmas carol stations, and they are all equally horrible. Now, see, not only I are they the same, Not only are they the same five songs, they're modern remixes, bad modern remixes of the same five oh, songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Like, with, like by Justin Bieber and stuff, right? Oh, God, it's awful. I mean, customers <laughs> laugh at me because they can hear me behind the bakery counter threatening to strangle someone if I if the song does not turn off soon. <laughs> Now, see, I wouldn't mind if they were playing Christmas carols, but they never play Christmas carols. They play Christmas music. Uh, Christmas carols are inherently, like, religious. Yeah. The ones that we get stuck with are, like, Santa Baby, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Um, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. There's three different versions, one of which is by Celine Dion. Um, and, okay, if we're really, we really all, lucky, we get the Muppets do the 12 day, Days of Christmas. But we have to admit, the Trans-Siberian song is good. Yes, it is. Trans-Siberian is wonderful. Love them. Yeah. And, and uh, Amherst Steamroller, I think they're called. Yes. Is the Mannheim other one? Steamroller. Mannheim Steamroller. And um, also very good. Chipmunk. Classic. The problem with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is that they, they only play, at least here, they only play uh, Sarajevo. Uh, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, and Christmas Canon 
from The Christmas Attic, which is not my favorite one. I do not like children's choirs. I like The Christmas Cannon Rock from uh, Lost Christmas Eve, personally. Okay. Oh, wait, and Snoopy. Oh, yeah, Snoopy. But they don't play that so much anymore. They don't play that or the Muppets very much anymore. They play a lot of uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Yeah. So this is Christmas. What have you done? You wrecked your car (laughs) on the freeway trying to avoid this song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's pretty bad when you're in the store and you and your coworkers are taking guests on the next song. It's like, uh, you know, we haven't heard I, heard, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus yet. No, they played Rudolph an hour ago. They're going to start that up again. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I, I love re- anything Rankin-Bass, but... It does get a little overplayed. But at least it's better than uh, Jimmy Durante or whatever his name is doing Frosty the Snowman. No. Frosty the Snowman. God. Horrible. No. The one that we hate at work is the one we call Jingle Bells on Speed. I don't remember which singer it is, but in the middle of the song, she starts going jing, 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 jingle, and it sounds like she's on drugs or something, and she's trying to speed up and get the song done faster than a, than a person should not only speak, but sing. Is it the one that goes jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle? Yes, I think so. I think that's the one. Yeah. And see, that's how often it's played, is that you can be talking to someone who doesn't work at the store you're working at, and they know exactly what song you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that they would play more Christmas music that was like, I don't know, the traditional Christmas carols, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, um, Oh Come All You Faithful, all those really nice ones. But I suppose they can't because those are all religious ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to play all the commercial ones that talk about shopping. Well, see, and there's also the thing about, you know, religion and keeping things separate. Certain I know. Songs with but it's so yeah, but even Christmas, because Christmas is a religious holiday. Yes, but, but some people are... Songs, like, go ahead. But some people do get offended. Even though well, I know when I went there. to uh, when I went to Job Corps, we had this one girl, and she was Jewish, and that was fine. 
except during Christmas, she made this huge stink because some of us were singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and we were persecuting her by singing secular, even secular Christmas songs because we shouldn't be doing it because she was Jewish. Okay. She's like, you you can't, this is a government-run facility, so you can't sing Christmas songs. And I said, actually, the way the Constitution is worded, it says the government can neither promote nor prohibit any religion. So because I'm a Christian and this is my holiday, I can sing whatever I want because the government can't tell me I can't. Because that would be discouraging a specific religion. Yep. That made her really mad. But, again, that's almost like the Internet troll thing. There are people that just, they like to to create stinks about things and be trolls and get upset about things that really aren't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You know, a person singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for the 900th time is not going to bring about the end of the world. And even if it does, I'm sure it'll be a very humorous way to end the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be ironic if that's the that's the tune that the world goes out on? It's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Just some Christmas because it's playing on the radio. A giant comet hits the hits the earth and shatters everything into a million pieces. The last radio like, waves echoing out into space are Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Sounds like something out of a Stephen King book. Yep. It definitely does sound like that. That could be a sci fi movie. <laughs> Make it happen, sci fi. <laughs> the last Christmas ever. <laughs> Christmas there you go. We've done all the work for them. <laughs> there you go. Yep, all you have to do is get a couple of bikini models, some guys in, you know, swim trunks, and a two-headed shark, put the Christmas music in there. You got yourself a sci-fi movie. <laughs> You've also got a horror movie there, too. <laughs> so you better make the Judd triple triple G's for the horror movie. <laughs> it depends on the size of your shark. You can do that in movies like Super Shark, where the shark is the size of Megalodon, if not bigger, and can walk on the beach. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched. I've been watching a lot of horror movies, and I swear to God, the boobs just keep getting bigger. Just, just spare yourself the two minutes of agony, and don't make any attempt to watch Thanks Killing. It's just not worth it. There have been a lot of movies that I have rented from Netflix. I kid you not. I watched five minutes of it. 
Well, you, you have to understand, I really like B-horror movies, especially animal ones, but when you have a serial killer turkey, it's <laughs> an axe killer that's killing Puritan women who, for some reason, despite being Puritan, have dresses where there's no, like, front holding in their boobs, so their boobs are just hanging out. And not only is it a serial killer turkey, but it talks in a, a racially insensitive, stereotypical black gangster voice. Oh, jeez. With, 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 like, black slang from the 70s, from when it was really, really racially insensitive. That's oh when you God. have to draw the line. That's when you have to draw the line and say, no, I will not watch Thanks Killing. Well, I've been watching a lot of, you know, be vampire, be horror vampire movies. Cause normally those are much better than the mainstream ones. Oh, hey, I love I love Hammer Films Dracula with uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Oh, oh yeah, it's a masterpiece. G- give me give me him over and over again as Dracula. I I, I am happy. Whenever TMZ, T, T, TCM has that has that that stuff on, I am glued to my TV set. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I I but, I adore ha- anything by Hammer Films, whether it be Frankenstein or Dracula, you know any of that. And and right now they have a Nosferatu, the silent film on Netflix. Yep. So good. Um. And but of yeah, course, I mean, nobody, I does, that, nobody does Dracula like Bela Lugosi did Dracula. That's just all I oh, have no. to say about that. He was the king. Oh. Uh-huh. Bela no. Lugosi's Dracula is what shaped my view of Dracula, like, from an early age. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, when When Interview with the Vampire first came out, I was really confused. There was more than one. There was more than one. They were mostly guys. There was very few women that I saw. And they were all, like, pretty and debutantes. And Bella Lugosi was not a bad-looking guy, but he was definitely creepy. You know, and aside from Tom Cruise, they weren't really all that creepy. No, <laughs> not just because Tom Cruise is creepy. It's so sad. I feel so bad for Tom Cruise because I loved him in Legend. Oh my God, Paul! Oh. Uh, I loved him in Legend. He was he was an early crush when he was in Legend. Oh yes. But then that was one went, of the movies that I, when I was like four or five, that I was sure was real footage of unicorns. <laughs> like I told you, they're real. See? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, being four oh. was great. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, back to real 
But back to what I was saying. I mean, I normally like the B, the B vampire movies because like I said they're sometimes better than the mainstream. Uh, I, I feel like his mainstream now is Twilight. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I, Not my thing. I scuff at Twilight. I in the in the debate between Edward versus Jacob, Jason, what was his name? Jacob. Jacob? Yeah. Edward versus Jacob. Jacob. My statement is who cares? That's my stance on it. I you know, I like that movie. I like that movie and I like that book only in the sense that it's a different twist. Well, it's, it's more of a romance story, and I was just never really into those anyhow. Well, see, it was a different twist, as in, you know, oh, we can't we can't go out into the sunlight because we burned the desk. It's like, well, okay. But the whole thing behind the whole can't go into sunlight because we'd burn up is because of it. it you know, it's symbolism, you know. Um, right. Sunlight is good, therefore darkness is evil. Um, you know, it's a it whole... Goes, goes back to puritanical superstition and, and you know, our, our, our instinctive fear of the dark. There had right. to be a reason that things that lived in the dark had to live in the dark, so we came up with a reason. But... Yes. But not all are bad, and that's kind of what the movie kind of portrays. Well, I know, but see, to me, Dracula is supposed to be evil and deceptive, and he's supposed to be romantic because he's a predator and he hunts women. You know, and... Yeah. And... But he's supposed to be evil. He's not supposed to be some mopey teenager, perpetual teenager, who's upset that he's a mopey, perpetual teenager. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure it probably sucks having to go through high school over and over again. But... <laughs> but hey, I mean, that's just... You work with what you're given. True. You know, that's that's the curse of being immortal is there are some things that you just have to do over and over and over again. Like watching yeah. people grow old and die. You know, being immortal has to suck. I mean, if being if being mortal, you still have to watch people die, and when they die, it's all like super depressing. At least you can tell yourself if you're, you know, of that sort of inclination that you'll see them again when you yourself die. You don't have that option if you're immortal. It's true. true. Because what the, the the general feeling about immortality is that you're not going to die, and if you did you would just turn into nothing because you're not really mortal, so you don't get to do what mortals do. Yeah. Well, 
unfortunately, I got to get going. I have to go into work at seven tomorrow again. So. Yeah, I've got to go into work too. I have I'll to see you guys baby. next week. Oh, you got to feed okay. the baby. <laughs> so I will see you guys next week, at least at least summer. And if I don't see yep. you, Pandora, then tell your uncle that I hope he he hangs in there and is able to bear what he's going through with the best of patience. And yeah. Well, we're hoping it'll but turn out all good. Well, I mean, it's it's routine surgery. I'm sure he'll be fine. It's just like yeah. I said, that recovery time is a pain. So uh, buy him a lot of Sudoku books. This is, I guess, <laughs> what I'm saying. I think it's his right arm, and I think he's right-handed. <laughs> well, lots of DVDs to watch then. Well, then get him. Then get him. Then get him a Game Boy DS, like just the original DS, because they're really cheap now. And get him Brain Age, and Brain Age Two. They both have Sudoku, and you can do it with either hand because it's just a touch screen, and you can select the number. Right. <laughs> okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> All right. Well, night, guys. Night. Is that it? Are we alone? Well, sorry for missing next week and maybe missing next three weeks. But until I talk to you all again. Have lots of pony fun. Good night.